It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes. You can live your own way in the seven-seater Isuzu MUX. So here, on behalf of Isuzu, the four things I would want to be sure of before I even thought about doing a trade for Sean Darcy. So point one, who wants him? And do they have a draft pick well inside 10 that they are prepared to part with to get him? Or do they have a player of commensurate importance in the structure to what Darcy represents to Fremantle? So Darcy is a Geelong boy, and whenever trade scuttlebutt involving him comes up, the cats are always mentioned. And that talk is fertilised by the fact that since Brad Otten's Geelong have not really had what we would term an A-grade ruck option. But given that Geelong's list is teetering and they need to inject young talent again, I'm not sure that trading away their draft collateral is going to be high on their agenda. Sydney is a club that is about to lose a veteran ruckman with Tom Hickey set to give the game away at the end of the season. But the Swans are playing a final this weekend, and if they win, their draft pick is going to go well north of pick 10. Now, remember, Darcy has at times over the past two seasons been labelled Fremantle's most important player. So you're not getting that player letting him go unless there is a pick close to the top of the draft or unless there is a very important player headed your way in exchange. Point two, if you lose Darcy, can Luke Jackson lead the ruck for an entire season? Now, that's the key to that, an entire season. We've all seen Jackson produce outstanding games this season when Darcy hasn't been playing. But two rules you always apply about a player at AFL level. How well can he play and how often can he play well? And in Jackson's case, you can vary that a little bit. How long can he sustain it for? Remember, Jackson is an athletic jumping 200-centimetre ruckman, not a 205-centimetre monster like a lot of the physical specimens he's going to come up against. So it might be one thing for him to play well against these blokes on any one given day, but what about 23 days one week after the other between March and August and then hopefully finals to follow. There is no doubt he gives the Dockers more mobility and movement around the ground. He effectively gives them another ground-level player inside centre square stoppage and extra speed um, around the playing field in general. But he also has to combat bigger, heavier bodies every ruck contest he goes to. And it probably means the Dockers would have to bring in some form of ruck support for Jackson if they want to trade Darcy. So I guess the question that follows from that, is Liam Reedy ready for that? And perhaps that is something to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks in the Waffle Finals. And we're going to talk to Peel coach Jeff Valentine. So uh, later on the show, we might get his views on Liam Reedy. Point three, how much money 
do Fremantle want tied up in ruck stocks? The Luke Jackson contract is for seven years and is believed to be going to earn Jackson somewhere north of $800,000 per year. It's a lot of money. It's going to be a lot more money for two ruckmen if they even come close to matching that sort of deal to keep Darcy. And they're probably going to have to come up with a long-term deal. The seven-year deal for Jackson is a big commitment, but at the end of the day, it was done for a 21-year-old. Jackson will, in theory, at least, still be at his absolute peak when he comes out of contract at around 28 years of age. Darcy is 25. He's played 98 games. He's a heavily built ruckman who has had some injury issues over the years and is rehabbing major ankle surgery at the moment. So if they signed Darcy on a five- or six-year deal, what sort of shape is he going to be in come the end of that deal? The things that made Darcy a very good player when he was still very young as a ruckman, his body mass and burly frame, may also mean that he fades a little earlier than lighter, more athletic types. And point four, finally, and I suspect this will be the question that the Dockers have to spend most time considering in the hypothetical situation that they do consider trading Darcy. How important is a dominant ruck brigade in modern football? Almost every rule the AFL has changed in recent years has been to encourage faster ball movement and more attacking play. So are we going to be looking at a stoppage-based game in coming years, or is the nature of the game going to continue to evolve away from that? We have seen Melbourne attempt to go with two dominant ruckmen this year by bringing in Brodie Grundy, and all it did was dilute Max Gorn's influence on the game. The Ds appear to finally have settled on a ruck structure with Gorn going it alone with makeshift backup and Grundy out of the team. Now, Jackson has shown he can team with a dominant ruckman like Gorn in a successful team. They were Melbourne's ruck combination in the 2021 Premiership and both played pivotal roles in that flag. You remember Gorn's five goals in the preliminary final and remember the 15 minutes Jackson played in the third quarter when Melbourne surged from behind to be well in front. But is there any other example over the past 10 seasons when a team has needed a dominant ruckman to win an AFL flag? Hawthorne's rucks were useful, not dominant. The Western Bulldogs used a forward-turned ruck in Tom Boyd, supported by a defender-turned ruck in Jordan Ruffhead in 2016. Richmond used the big-bodied competitor Toby Nankervis, and West Coast survived the loss mid-season of Nick Natanui in 2018 to win a flag with Scott Lysette and Nathan Vardy rucking. And as I mentioned earlier, Geelong, who won the flag last year, never really had a dominant ruck option. So what do you think, Docker fans? Do you think Fremantle should trade Sean Darcy out to bring in more quality in some other area where the team may need it more? Or do you want the club to stay with a two-ruck structure, evolve and make it work? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. Or you can give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55.